if there is a consistent theme to 2020 so far, it is that the best laid plans rarely go according to plan. It's true almost everywhere, and it was true this week at Williamsville High School as uh, students headed back to uh, get into classrooms four days a week, but within a day, Williamsville High had to go fully remote, at least temporarily, after uh, COVID exposure within the high school. The district uh, put out word last night about this and said they're making plans to figure out what comes next. To get an update now, Superintendent Tip Reedy from the Williamsville School District is here with us live. Superintendent, thanks for the time. We appreciate it this afternoon. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, give us the update. I know that you've got a lot of moving parts of this to try to figure it all out, but what can you tell us about where things go from here for? And again, we want to make clear, this is just Williamsville High School. The other schools in the district are proceeding with the uh, the four-day-a-week uh, in-person instruction there for students that have uh, chosen that option. But what's the status at Williamsville High? Oh, that's correct. Our Sherman Elementary and Williamsville Junior High School are continuing on with the current plan of four days in-person learning. Uh, we had a positive situation at Williamsville High School early evening um, to where through the contact tracing. It, it shut the high school office down. And as you can imagine, high school offices are the heart, heartbeats of the school. And uh the lack of management and the lack of supervision and the lack of administration, we needed to make a decision, and we pivoted and, and had an adaptive pause, and uh, we will be full remote learning through November 4th at Williamsville High School. All right, so it is going to stay uh, fully remote through November 4th uh, because you've got uh, uh, presumably multiple people who have to quarantine now for for the possible exposure. So this was uh, an administrator, we understand, uh, at the high school and was there around other people in the the front office. Uh, Everybody wearing masks, trying to distance as best they could, but uh, the quarantine still necessary? Uh, yes, everybody was following proper PPE and ISBE and IDPH guidelines and social distancing as much as possible, six feet, 15 minutes throughout the day. As you can imagine, in a school office, there's a lot of passing by and closer contacts uh, throughout the day. But when you're with each other for seven to eight hours a day, uh, there's a tendency to meet that six feet, 15 minute requirement. And uh Our administration, our office staff, and all of our teachers and all of our students are doing a very good job wearing their masks and and doing the best they can with their social distancing. So the close contact guidelines with the exposure in regards to quarantines, uh, that's why it took out several people in the high school office. Were any students impacted by this? Any students having to quarantine after having spent the day at school yesterday? No, there was not. So that's where it's interesting. Even though it was our first day of quarantine, Full attendance, which is about 80% of our high school, 20% of them are on full remote. But uh, this situation would have affected our hybrid. Uh, it had no impact on students in regards to the contact tracing. No students were involved. No students were quarantined in regards to this. It just took out the lifeline of our high school with the high school office. Now, um, we uh, reported last week the teachers union had actually commissioned a study of this plan to get students back in for uh, a a full day of of education, four days a week there. Those students, again, that had chosen uh, uh, to not be fully remote. Uh, And the American Academy of Pediatrics said they found the the plan, quote, insufficient in a couple of uh, regards. There were concerns about uh, the ability to keep students properly spaced, concerns about 
about the lunchroom where students are eating and obviously don't have their masks on there. Uh, I, I assume you've seen that report. Uh, any response to that? Or any changes? Had any changes been made to the plan in response to it? Yeah, we went with uh, Waynesville Education Association and had tabletop conversations and addressed all those concerns and uh, made adjustments to recommendations to the best that we can. And uh, there are some concerns and challenges uh, with the mitigations, as they are everywhere. And we're doing the best we can with what we got and trying to provide the most safe and the best educational environment for our kids and our staff. Our priorities are still education and instruction, social-emotional health, and safety and mitigations, and we're trying to balance all three of those and keep our kids in school and keep our staff and students safe as much as possible. As we noted, the other two schools in the district uh, remain uh, open and uh, continue to have in-person instruction there. How are the staffing levels there? Have you had uh, uh, staff in the other buildings also have to be quarantined in recent days? What kind of numbers are we looking at? We've had staff quarantine uh, throughout the district. Uh, It's been kind of balanced. Uh, All of the quarantines have been based on exposures outside the school, uh, much like you guys have uh, press released before about people bringing it into your school. So it's something that has been occurred. Currently, we've got 19 staff members, which is a combination of certified and non-certified staff members on quarantine, but only one of those 19 are symptomatic. Uh, Currently, we've got 68 students quarantined and 12 of those are symptomatic but over time we've had 54 different teachers on quarantine and 566 students in total since august 17th so we've been navigating the the rough seas and the challenging waters and and the parents are doing their due diligence uh you've heard me say before the partnership with the community is more important now than ever for us to have a bridge and a connection for them to keep their asymptomatic and symptomatic children home. Williamsville Superintendent Tip Reedy is uh, here with us. Uh, and Superintendent, as part of that, you know, uh, parents uh, doing their part, and if a child is showing symptoms, to, to keep them home. But I know you also have to screen students when they come in. Logistically, how's that been working now that you've got more students back in the building every day? What kind of process has that been to do temperature checks and just make sure that everybody is is okay before they come into the building? That's working well. Um, that's another positive mitigation or a strong mitigation that we have. And, and uh, parents are expected to self-certify their children at home before they even bring them to school. And then once students to get into school, uh, whether they're a bus student or a parent is bringing them to school to drop-offs, we rescreen them again before they enter our buildings with temperature checks and going through the COVID uh, one-symptom checks. And then once they're in the building, Uh, We continue to monitor and social distance and meet the guidelines as much as possible and provide an education to kids. And you're getting good compliance with the the mask requirement from students as well as from staff? Yes, we are. Now, uh, this is all happening against the backdrop of rising numbers across Sangamon County. We have set uh, a couple of one-day records here in the last week or so. The average daily number of new cases is at an all-time high here in Sangamon County. So given all that, is there a, a tipping point here at, at which point you'd say, we we just have to go back to to fully remote. Uh, you know, when you've got the number of students and teachers quarantined, uh, is there some point specific where you say, okay, w- this isn't actually working, or it's creating too much risk, and we have to do something different? 
I continue and we continue to evaluate and observe the data daily. It is concerning uh, the uptick that Sangamon County has right now. It'll be interesting to see if Governor Pritzker does anything with us, uh, Region 3, next week. We monitor that. We have conversations with the local health department. We watch the uh, IDPH uh, county matrix uh, for schools that they have. Uh, we watch our local uh, data, kind of watch that trend data over time, too, and uh, kind of do the best we have. I, I believe that every case is is different and should be handled on a case-by-case basis. And uh, you handle those and you make the best decision possible to protect the safety of the students and staff and still balance the instruction and emotional health and safety and mitigation. You're not the first superintendent. I've said this, too, and you won't be the last. I don't envy you the job you've got to do these days, uh, keeping all of these plates spinning. Uh, But I appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk to us about it. I know you've been uh, very much in regular communication with uh, parents and students there in the district about all this as well. So please stay in touch. Uh, Best of luck. And we uh, hope that uh, things continue to run smoothly as students are back in classrooms there. I appreciate that, Jim. No matter how challenging it is, there's no bad days in Williamsville, Sherman. And at the end of the day, it's a great place to raise your kids and send your kids to school. Superintendent Tip Reedy, we do appreciate the time. We'll talk soon. Thanks.